Welcome to this episode of Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess. I'm Eric. And I'm Angie. We are married with a ton of kids. We have six kids total. He has three and I have three. My name's Hallie and I love riding horses. I'm Lexi and I love agriculture. My name's Carter and I love eating. My name's Chase and I love lifting weights. My name's Summer and I love spending my parents' money. I'm Dane and I love baseball. Our show is about our blended, blessed, and always a mess life. And our hope is if you find yourself in the same situation we are in, that by sharing our story, all the fun, and all the mess, the challenges we are experiencing, it will give you some inspirations, laughs, and community, knowing you are not alone in this mess. We appreciate you spending time with us. Let's dive in. This episode of Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess is sponsored by the children's book, Feathers Matter. As our kids grow up, They face challenges in their life, and knowing their self-worth and their value is crucial to face the headwinds. Purchase this beautiful story to read to your kids and grandkids and start the conversation with them at a young age. They are worthy, they matter, and their feathers matter. You can find the link to order on our BlendedBlessedAlwaysAMess.com page. Mention code hashtag blessed for an autographed copy. Welcome to this week's episode of Blended Blessed and Always a Mess. And we are excited this week to just share that Angie makes a difference in my life on a regular basis. Is that what it is? No? (laughs) This is your show, buddy. Oh, I thought it was. This is your show. Oh, man. Your topic. My topic. Rebirth. That's what we're calling it. All capital letters. Okay. I'm serious. Every once in a while, I say something to Eric that he actually has a profound impact on him. It happens. Every once in a while, like one word might actually catch his attention. Well, you capitalized all the letters. Oh, my God. See, this is what it's like for ladies to interact with dudes. If you want their attention, you just capitalize one word in your statement. So I said... (laughs) <laughs> she texted me. This week we were kind of chatting about how we both feel like change is kind of coming for us. And we can't really grasp what that looks like, but we just feel it. So we're talking about that a lot. Like, what does this new us look like? And I said that this year should be spent on us figuring out our next step and that we need to focus on the new us. And we talk about this a lot rather than like, poor us and all the tragedy and grief and keep reflecting on how we want it to be. It's like we need to focus on what this new us looks like. And I just put rebirth in all capital letters and he's hung up on it now. It's like, I'm just the... She's a savant. Sure. Yes. Like all week, I'm like, this rebirth, it's happening. Like this is (laughs) where we're going. It's where I, you know, I just feel, it's like... When you talk about somebody that finds Jesus for the first time, like that feeling of like just fullness, that's what seeing like rebirth in that text message felt like in that moment. So why did that one word like stick all of a sudden? Well, that's a great question, Inch, and I don't know that I have the exact answer for you, but I think it's stuck in that moment because for the last several weeks, I feel like I've been on an upward trend. You know, things in life now, all social media, you're either trending up or you're trending down. Right. It's felt like I've been on an upward trend, at least in my own mind, just doing things better. Am I perfect? No, never going to be. I'm I'm a one step forward, two step back kind of guy at times, but been feeling better about my relationship with Christ, with my kids, with Angie, with my 
overall relationship with eating. We have two different ways of eating. Angie doesn't need to eat, doesn't require food. Like she, I do require food. I don't require mac and cheese with 4,000 pounds of cheese on it. <laughs> she eats whatever, right? I, but food Food her, is medicine for me. It's not medicine for you. I grew up in a home where food was like the biggest part of your day. So this has been a big ordeal uh, long term. So it's always different. It's harder for me in that regard. So I have been working on it. I have been eating much better lately. I still have cheat meals. And so like last night, I'd eaten great all day. And last night, I was like, hey, do you want to share this Texas chicken that D-Rose has? And I was like, get a healthy side. And I was like, I'm thinking the mac and cheese for the other one. And I'm pretty sure she was judging the entire time is mm-hmm. how it felt. But I don't see why that's bad, just if I'm being honest. If I'm going to have a little little cup of mac and cheese to reward myself for eating well, that's that's where it's at. Anyway. <laughs> we might have to have a whole podcast We on this. digress, okay? Yeah. But all in all, I've been, feels like living in a, in a healthier way and hitting the gym hard and doing all the, all these different things to the point where I, I can't walk half the time because I'm trying to figure, I got to get some shoes that'll allow me to run. We talked about running that half marathon several weeks ago as my goal. I can go out and do like three and a half miles the other day. Felt good. And then I couldn't walk that night. So I didn't run some with my shoes. Because your feet were bothering you? So bad. My lower legs, my feet, all of that. So anyway, but with that being said, on this track, on this trend, and then all of a sudden you said that word rebirth and it just was like, that's where we're at. Or at least that's where it feels like I'm at. So I've been just opening things up to opportunity, which I think Angie's always very good at, right? She's always in tune. Kind of talked about last week. She's just in tune with being, she'll go quiet and that's when she can feel Hallie or she can really connect with Jesus. As we we heard in the message at church this morning, like when you could find that silent time, it's so good. And I've been trying to do that more. Several months back, I started doing a, a meditation, Christian meditation podcast with my buddy Dave that he does through the crossing. And so try to do that. He has two a week and I do a pretty good job of getting both of those in. And then just finding time to be more silent. One of the other things that I told Angie happened this week is for the first time in my life, I, I always get stuck because I think I have to have it all figured out. Somebody else get there. It's like, oh, I want to write a book, but I don't even know how to write a book. Or, oh, I want to give a speech, but I don't know how to write a speech. Or, oh, I want to be, you know, whatever it looks like, but I don't ever know how to start. And so sort of changing my prayers from like, God, help me figure it out to God, just open my eyes and show me what you want me to see. That feels really empowering. And then also reading this book by John Acuff on goals. That's also helping me to go back and find the best moments in life. No rules. Just find the best moments in your life and then take those and then start to mold where you want that to lead you in the future. So I'm in the middle of reading that book as well. So those are all little things that have been going on in my life over the last several weeks that I think just for whatever reason, when you typed in rebirth, all capital letters, that all of a sudden it was like, boom, it hit and it struck. And I was excited about the word where we're going. Well, I think, I think a lot of people feel that way. Like they feel like things need to change. They feel like that they want to evolve. They want to do those goals. And then it's figuring out what is it? What does that look like? And I think that's the hardest part of really trying to pay attention of what are you being pulled away from and what are you pulled towards? And I don't think that you can actually Figure those things out unless you eliminate the noise. You have to find time to sit in the quiet and really unpack what you're feeling. Is it fear-based keeping you from it? Are your goals too big on purpose maybe so you don't have to try to figure it out and think, okay, well, I'm never going to get to that point. Like You have to take time to explore what you're really feeling and what you're really being 
drawn towards. And I do feel that. I do feel like change is coming for us. I feel like for me, when I start thinking about those things of what do I need to do with this pain? How do I turn it into purpose? And when I start thinking like I have to have it all figured out and then I sit in the quiet, it's like, no, Angie, turn it over to God. He will help you much like your prayer on just guide me because that's at the end of the day, you don't really have control over a lot of things. And a lot of that stress and anxiety comes from worrying about the past, worrying about the future, not staying present. And when you're present, that's when you're present with God. And that's what's going to carry you. And I think the rebirth, me analyzing you, Eric, the rebirth is like a word that signifies something more positive. That word in itself means something new. And it gives you a reason or a purpose to like think about what could the future look like. And it's kind of like ties back to the Phoenix too, of rising again from the ashes. You forget that the ashes, something was burned, something went away. But when you focus on like a Phoenix rising or a rebirth, then there's a positive lens to taking all that pain and turning it into something new. And Eric and I are totally different people now. So you have to have some sort of rebirth, right? Our lives were completely shattered from everything that we knew. And the only thing that hasn't been impacted or hasn't changed is God. Everything else has. Our kids have changed. We've changed all of it. And so sometimes things have to be ruined in order to then be remade, to rebuild. And I think it's like forcing you to look forward and not look back because you can't, we cannot change one thing that happened. None of it. We can't change anything. Can't change mistakes that were made. We can't change choices, choices, none of it. It's like in the past. So I do think that it is like what you said about the Phoenix, right? Phoenix spreads and swings, rises from the ashes. And it's like, that's, but, but you got to figure out why and what you're doing with that. And so for whatever reason, rebirth feels like a good way to do that. And, you know, it goes back to one of the other things that really hit me in this book I'm reading by John Acuff on goals. It starts out in the intro and he talks about when he was in his mid forties, he realized he nowhere near reaching his full potential. And you have said that to me for a while Mm -hmm. that I'm nowhere near reaching my full potential. She says it kindly. She's not being rude. Um, so it's factual. You're, you've kept yourself small. And so, with that being said, I uh, get ready to turn forty-three, and you know, you read that another guy who's now very successful at the same about age was having the same thoughts that I am. Like, what should I be doing? How do I move forward? How do I start to actually achieve things that I haven't achieved? And so the same week I'm reading that, she sends me the rebirth that happens. And so you just start rethinking things, right? And and how do I want to live? And I just think as we do that, we are different people, but we are moving somewhere. It does feel like, as you said earlier, we're, we're going somewhere new, but exciting. Is that the right word? Maybe. I don't know if exciting is the right word for me, but it's like hope, I would say. Hope is probably more of a better word for me. To describe it is there's hope that we can form something new that gives meaning to what we have gone through. And I think in that, you have to kind of rethink everything and everything that influenced you in the past and ask yourself, does this still serve me? Like, are those truths that I thought 
I believed <laughs> longer ago, are they still true? Because it is, it is an unraveling. If you've ever been through anything traumatic in your life, big or small, it is a reset for, are all those thoughts that I thought or that influenced me growing up, are they still, are they true? Am I telling myself a true statement or are they not true? Does it still serve me well? And I think you can't Go back. do that's that. That's the first John Acuff book I read this past summer, Soundtracks, when one of the things he says, ask yourself, is it true? And I don't think you can go that deep without taking time to sit in the silence. You can't do it while you're listening to music. You can't do it while you're watching TV. You can't do it while you're, you know, doing all the checkboxes that we need to do. It's forcing yourself to sit in the quiet and think about your thoughts and where you are with God. I think Pastor Dave said that in the sermon this week, like sitting in the quiet is when you can connect with God. The devil's very clear. He wants to use the noise of this world and the busyness to distract us and to attack us. And so it is what Angie is much better at than me, but I am really working on it here in the new year is to sit in the silence, to go through it. Like I'm not in the in the sauna at the gym listening to my music now. I'm in the sauna at the gym trying to think through process ideas where I want my relationship with God and my wife and my kids to be. And that's new for me, right? Where Angie's really good at those things and sitting in it, that it is new, but I do feel like it's helpful. And it does give us a, an opportunity to put, thing, re, to put things into a new perspective. So I, I challenge you as our listeners that if you feel like you are struggling or you are have been going through something traumatic and you feel stress, you feel anxiety, Find a good meditation and force yourself to sit in the quiet. Play the meditation. Don't play the meditation. Turn the radio off when you are driving in the car and really think, really try to process your thoughts and get in touch with God. Pray to him for guidance and try to do that as routinely as possible to eliminate the noise. Like we live in a crazy ass world that we're constantly have so much stuff coming at us nonstop, whether it's our phones or the, you know, your social media, you're running kids everywhere, work, all the things that it is so easy to get wrapped up in that and lose sight of your relationship with, with God. And that's the, if you have one takeaway from this podcast is just try giving yourself 30 minutes with complete silence and no distractions. I, I would recommend if you're interested, the meditation that I've been doing is a Christian meditation with my pastor, Dave Cover, and it's called a, a bigger life. And they're all about 12 to 20 minutes long. So I'll come home and eat and then I'll go lay on the bed and turn it on and almost inevitably fall asleep in the last five minutes all the time. He's really good at meditating. And I mean, you're supposed to be deep breathing yourself yes. into, and so I'm getting there. And so they're really quick, which I, I love, right? Because you feel like, well, I don't have time for this, but you do it. And so if you're interested in that, it's called uh, A Bigger Life with Dave Cover. And there's two new ones each and every week. The other thing that comes along with that of taking time in silence is the rest part of it. I had one of my good friends, Terry, send me this reel that was about, I think it was Jim Carrey talking. And it was about how depression really is your body saying that you need deep rest. Deep rest is what depression is. Give your body the break that it needs. When you are feeling low, you need that deep rest. And 
tied into the sermon today was about come to me, all those that are weary, and I will give you rest. And I do think that's what so many of us are craving is that rest, that quiet, that calm in a very weary world. And so giving yourself the quiet time can also drive a little bit of rest that we all need. Yeah, because as Dave said this morning, it's about rest, which it, the Greek word for that was healing. So it's really restoration, mm-hmm. which you get that good sleep for your body. And, you know, Tom Brady, the seven-time Super Bowl winning quarterback, he really, towards the end of his career, talked about the sleep that he got at night as he got to be playing into his 40s, that sleep was so important for restoration to his healing all the time. And so I think what he's just saying is true. I don't sleep enough. I don't think you sleep enough. We probably should work on that. Like, I feel like, honestly, I'm, I'm not sharing this with you, but you know, I'm very rigid in my, we, we joke about this. We've joked about this on the podcast. I'm very rigid in my routine in the morning. <laughs> I have started this year a to-do list every day that I'm really enjoying. Even my boss was super impressed. She's like, what is that on your phone? That's my to-do list today. I'm not going to, she's like, oh my God. Who are you? Yeah. People are like, what's happening? And so now I've started to think about instead of the, and especially like this week when you're gone, because I'll end up when Angie's home, we go to bed at the same time. She turns the lights on to go to sleep. And so then I'll, I might stay on my phone for just a little bit longer, but I end up, I feel bad. So I turn it off. I go to sleep when she's gone. I fall back into habits before I met her. I'll just watch TV or videos till midnight because my gosh, that's I'm sure what I've always done. Even when I was a kid, a teenager, I'd stay up late watching TV. Like it was just what I did. And so I was just thinking to myself, like I need to put a routine in place where 10 o'clock at night, I mean, granted, maybe Carter has a game and I don't get home right at 10, but I need to be in bed 10 o'clock lights out so that I'm up by five 30 the next morning refreshed, ready to go for the next day. So I know I've started thinking about what my nighttime rigid routine could look like. (laughs) I know that's probably not what you want to hear, but gosh, yeah, I'm, I'm traveling this week to Orlando for work. And so I'm actually like, it's a great event because it's our entire sales team coming together. We haven't done that in four years because of COVID and, and our company has grown. So I'm excited about that. On the flip side, you go, go, go all day, all night. And so my body, I feel like my body's already like, Oh God, <laughs> like, how are you going to handle this? Because I, I have to have rest or I cannot, I can't function because there's still a lot of fight or flight mode going on. And that is all exhausting. Like going through such trauma and such loss, it plays a huge toll on your body. And so I have to have rest. Like there's no way I could stay up till midnight on my phone. Like I just, I can't, my body is so ready to go to bed every night. So have you seen King of Queens reruns at night with Kevin James? And they're no, hilarious. I give zero Fs about hilarious. That. No, that's no. not where I want to prioritize. I'm, my time. I'm planning on this week. I'm setting up schedules so I can start it while you're gone to see what it looks oh like gosh. so that I can start trying to find a, a rhythm that works for me at night. He's so routine. He wears the same clothes like on certain days same underwear on the certain days of the week same pants and this morning we we're getting ready for church and he's like gosh i just feel like i don't even know how to dress myself anymore and i'm like well if you you're such a routine guy you can't wear the same clothes that you wore five years ago like if you want to be stylish you gotta not be in a routine and always try new outfits so it was kind of funny because he is so routine i'm doing the best i can i know I will dress you. Do I get it? I get everything. I will dress you. Can you lay out all my outfits for the week? I've thought about it because what you put together <laughs> last week, I'm like, dear God, 
She what was traveling last wearing? week too, and Normally I was texting her in the morning, go. like, "Hey, what do you think?" She's like, "No." Normally I let it go, but man, this last week I'm like, "What?" She gives me too many is he, options. Is he going colorblind? Like, what is happening? Too many options, right? <laughs> I used to have a simple wardrobe. You put your pants, your shirt, maybe a tie. Now she's got like shackets and all these different shirts oh. and all these different shoes. And so it's like, I'm trying to learn the best that I can. But you yeah, need if you just simple. Wanna... You just need black, white, and gray, and brown. That's it. Don't, don't even ask <laughs> well, for different colors I look good in blues, though. Shirt. I look good in blues. Okay, blues. But, man, you put too many colors in your outfit. I'm going to have to go through your shirts and remove some color. <laughs> I'm telling you. I am telling you. I was listening to you. <laughs> when you when, sometimes I wonder, because when I listen to her talk, like last week when she was driving home with her sister, Jesse from the powerful event and they were talking, she, she likes to rip on me. Do you guys notice that? Like, what? I almost feel Isn't like that what we're supposed to do. I mean, golly. Now tell what me. What was so, I ripping on you? Was it about your underwear? Last week last time? I, that I was going to want to be all over you too much when you came oh, home, yeah. which then we talked That's about the podcast. On you. That's factual. Then we talked about what was I wrong? then this week my clothes which again i'm struggling with that so i don't know i i'm I'm trying to help you okay i'm here to help you not only you have to pack yourself but i have to have you lay out four outfits for monday through thursday while you're gone (laughs) i guess friday too because you won't be back till friday morning so man a week's worth of angie having to dress me before she leaves like a second job that way it really it's third or fourth i think I mean, if it makes you feel better, I do the laundry and the dishes. He does She's do not everything around the house. Okay, it's not like I'm totally helpless. No, you're not. You Thank do you. way more than ninety five percent of the guys do. I think. <laughs> oh, she see see she was very nice there. I like it. You act like <laughs> just this abusive home. No, I'm kidding. Oh my god! Oh my god! He needs this little price. You do a good job. You're a good little boy. You're pet me now? Yeah, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> you, okay. Anyway, anyway, we got a little bit off topic Sidetracked. There. All right, so we, we, with that being said, the rebirth, all capital letters, I keep, and this is serious, every time we talk about it, I'm like, no, Angela, it has to be all capital letters. <laughs> OCT much. <laughs> it's not even a joke. I'm like, it's like a logo. No. It's like a logo at this point. It's got to yeah. be rebirth. I'm telling you. Capital. Can you tell he's stuck on this one word? I actually, I may start saying it louder. So like, rebirth. Oh every my time. God. It's like, hey, honey, are you ready for the rebirth? But with oh. that being said, super excited to see where it leads and what we're able to do. And because we are trying to figure out like, what is God? Just open our eyes. Show us what's next. What do you want from us through this tragedy? How can we serve you? In a way that's pleasing, that's going to bring purpose and meaning. And that's what rebirth <laughs> can mean in that situation. Oh, I will really analyze stuff before I text it to him next time. I thought you were going to be really excited, right? <laughs> I ran across this statement that a lady had written, and it just so resonated with me, with us. And I thought I would share it. Because it's it's directly tied into kind of a what rebirth means with a capital R, not all caps. Oh, okay. Darn it. And Sarah Rian wrote this. I was dragged into a new chapter that day, one that started when your life ended. I grabbed at the previous pages, but life ripped them away. New chapters have come, and many of them good. But I still find myself wanting to go back to stay bookmarked with you in the part of my life where you were still living. It's powerful. It's powerful because 
that hurt and pain and grief and longing for Hallie will never go away. But you do get to a point where you have to start new chapters and you have to figure out what story do you want to write. And that's where we are. We'll always get pulled back into always wishing that she was still here. But life is just, it's a series of chapters. So in true. everybody's life. And you're going to have some chapters that are really, really good. And you're going to have some chapters that are absolutely crushing. But as long as you keep God in your life, you will find that rest. You will find the power to continue on and better understand what those chapters can be. Yeah, it's the fact we're part of God's bigger story. And and when you see that, then you can rewrite it and go from there. And from that aspect of things, this chapter is called Rebirth. So that's where we're at. And that's how we Please wrap. Please pray for me. That's when she affects me in positive ways. I'm just, I'm on it and ready to go. One word. <laughs> I would say thank you so much for listening today. And we know there's probably some background noise because we have uh, Summer and a friend upstairs and they keep blasting music and we keep messaging them. Hey guys, recording and, and Carter's upstairs, agging them on and doing stuff that brothers do. And so, yeah, we apologize if there's a bunch of background noise, but it's life, right? It's messy. And, and so we're just, uh, sometimes to get the podcast done, you know, we've done them in cars before we've done them in hotel rooms. This one's in our home, but we got kids that are just just having fun and being loud. So hope you have a, a wonderful week. We appreciate you spending some time with us, and uh, hopefully you enjoy this chapter on Rebirth, and we will see you next week. God bless. Thank you for listening to Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and at blendedblessedalwaysamess.com. Reach out to us on any of our social channels. We would love to hear from you. Have a great week. 